Welcome to Get Uncomfortable with Dakota and Shay, the podcast where we discuss why we enjoy seeking out challenges and how this stimulates personal and professional growth. The goal of this podcast is to help you learn to welcome adversity into your daily routine. Through discussion, we want to show you how seeking out challenges will help you grow in all areas of your life. We plan to cover topics such as surrounding yourself with the right people, the importance of physical exertion, learning new and difficult skills, and many others. We hope you enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Get Uncomfortable. I'm your host, Shay McMaster from Enlightened Athlete in Hastings, Nebraska. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the show. Also, leave us a rating and review if you enjoy the show, if you found value in it, if it made you laugh, if it made you think, gave you a new perspective, gave you some information. Please share the show with somebody for me as well. That is super, super helpful. Real quick, this Thursday, we are having an episode come on with Megan Borzakowski. She was a nurse who was making a lot of money. We talk about it in the episode. And she left that field because she realized she wasn't really helping people change their lives in a lasting, positive way. She decided to quit that job and start nutrition coaching and personal training, which I think is very commendable. And clearly, that is an uncomfortable decision to make, but she went through with it and she said she's never been happier. So be sure to tune in on Thursday for that episode. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the real gateway drug you should be warning your kids your families, and your friends about. Are you ready for what the real gateway drug that we should be worried about is? Junk food. That is the gateway drug we should be worried about. It's a gateway drug to chronic disease, hospitalization, over-medication, all sorts of things, a lower quality life, and potentially illness and death. I know that sounds inflammatory, but it's the truth. I have some statistics for you guys today that you're going to be like, oh shit, it's not good. I was talking with one of my clients this week. Well, I guess it was last week, actually, but she was like, do you know the real gateway drug we should be worried about? Fucking processed junk food. And I was like, damn, that's really good. You are 100% correct, and that's a pretty good tagline. I'm going to steal it and use it in the podcast. But, I mean, think about it. People don't realize it's all of these fun colors and these fun characters. Like, look at the cereal boxes. They have Tony the Tiger and that leprechaun on Lucky Charms and Count Chocula and... I don't even know what the other ones are, but they have all these cartoon characters that make it fun and exciting and these bright colors for kids. They do this to adults too. All of these crazy colors and flavors on the Mountain Dew and all these chips, these flaming Hot Cheetos. Uh, There's another one, Chester the Cheetah, right? And they have all these bright colors and they have these things that catch your attention and they have these cool uh, packages, right? But all of that shit will make you sick if you eat it too much. Now, I'm not some zealot that says you can never enjoy processed food. Like, yeah, sometimes I like a cookie. Sometimes I like pizza. Sometimes I like ice cream. But it's in moderation. And I get to clearly make the conscious decision if I'm going to eat that. Do I want to eat this today? Yes or no? I make that choice. I, I don't, I'm not out of control with it. It doesn't control me. I clearly make the decision that I'm going to enjoy those things. But people don't think about that. They're just bombarded with this marketing. I mean, I don't have cable anymore, but when I did, or if I go to somebody's house and I'm watching TV, there's tons of food commercials for all this pizza and all this fast food. Like, why do they have to keep brainwashing you basically into thinking about it? And you have to see it and you have to go get it and you have to go get it. And it's all of this shit that just makes you sick. All of these ingredients that are created in a lab. Um, I mean, it's just nonstop and it's not helping you. 
So all this food that seems like it's benevolent, seems like it's harmless, is a gateway drug into severe illness, chronic illness, which a lot of those illnesses are preventable and with, with lifestyle change. So changing what you eat, uh, managing your stress a little bit better, making sure you're getting good sleep, exercising and moving your body in a positive way and exposing your body to hot and cold stress. You can basically manage most of those or prevent them from happening if you change your lifestyle. So that's why I say like ultra-processed junk food is a gateway drug because you don't recognize what it's going to do to your body, but it's going to fuck you up. That's the best way to put it. Excuse my French. Okay, so let's get into some statistics here. 93% of Americans are not metabolically healthy. Using data from the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey, covering from 1999 to 2018, researchers found that only 1 in 14 American adults showed optimal levels of all five metabolic risk factors, BMI, glucose, blood pressure, HDL, and triglycerides, without medication. The same data showed only 37% of adults had a fasting glucose under 100 milligrams per deciliter, the typical threshold for pre-diabetes. That's pretty crazy. So 93% of Americans are not metabolically healthy. More than 10% of people in the U.S. have diabetes, and 21% of that is undiagnosed. Uh, The incidence rate is rising globally, now at 10%, and among kids under 19, and type 2 diabetes makes up the vast majority of those cases. The mortality rate is also increasing even as it is decreasing for type 1. That's some scary stuff. Here's another one. More than a third of U.S. adults have pre-diabetes. More than 84% don't know they have it. The likelihood of progression to type 2 diabetes varies considerably depending on the person and other factors. Um, However, pre-diabetes alone increases the risk of stroke, heart disease, and Alzheimer's. Uh, Here is another one. Insulin resistance affects more than 129 million Americans. Uh, This includes the 34.2 million people of all ages with diabetes and the 88 million who have prediabetes. I mean, insulin resistance affects more than 129 million Americans. Insulin resistance is basically when your cells do not react to insulin anymore because you've overloaded them too much without any movement. You never give it a break. You never even it out or control your blood glucose. And one of the best ways to gain back insulin sensitivity is through exercise, resistance training specifically. But I'm sure the research I've looked at mostly is resistance training on uh, increasing your insulin sensitivity, which is really important because insulin resistance is like one of the first steps to metabolic syndrome, which is basically prediabetes and then type 2 diabetes. It doesn't always progress that way, but it's, uh, it's an indicator. So that's scary shit. Uh, Let's see. Oh, here's another fun one. 73.6% of U.S. adults are are overweight or obese. Rates of obesity have tripled since the 70s, uh, while up to 30% of obese patients are metabolically healthy. Abdominal obesity is associated with metabolic syndrome. Globally, the prevalence of adult obesity is 13%, whereas in the U.S., the highest at over 35%. 35%. Not good. Researchers are still studying the underlying mechanisms, but we know that obesity is linked to insulin resistance, likely by way of lipid deposits inhibiting insulin signaling and adipose tissue producing inflammatory cytokines. There you go. That's a good explanation of of insulin resistance right there. Um, Let's see. This is a scary one, and people don't know about this. 
Around a quarter of the U.S. suffers from preventable non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Globally, cases of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease have more than doubled from 1990 to 2017. The U.S. is one of the five countries with the highest burden in terms of absolute case counts. Countries with a surge in obesity and diabetes over the past three decades have also seen an increase in that. Metabolic disorders are risk factors for non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which, if left untreated, can progress to end-stage liver disease. Not good. Oh, here's a fun one. It's actually costing you a lot of money to be metabolically unhealthy. Individuals meeting at least three criteria for metabolic syndrome have 60% higher annual health care costs. Diabetes alone contributes to $327 billion in medical costs and lost productivity, a number expected to exceed $600 billion by 2030. The prevalence of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease in the U.S. contributes to an estimated $100 billion in healthcare costs. If the obesity rate continues on its current trajectory, the non-alcoholic fatty liver disease burden could increase to $1 trillion by the end of the decade. Oh, wow, that's crazy. That's pretty crazy. Uh, Another one. High blood sugar is linked to eight of the top 10 leading causes of death in the U.S. Uh, This says in parentheses pre-COVID. Using data from the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey, again, researchers found that only one in 14 American adults showed optimal levels of all five metabolic risk factors, BMI, glucose, blood pressure, HDL, and triglycerides. This is one people are not going to like, but that is okay. COVID-19 became a top three leading cause of death in 2020 and 21, and 40% of people in the U.S. who died from COVID had diabetes. Another study found that non-diabetic COVID-19 patients hospitalized with elevated blood sugar were three times more likely to die than those with the stable glucose levels, and a new study finds that having three three or more symptoms of metabolic syndrome obesity, prediabetes, or diabetes, hypertension, and high cholesterol when hospitalized with COVID makes you 20% more likely to die in the hospital. That's crazy. So basically, what a lot of people, a lot of doctors, and a lot of health professionals have been saying from the start, if you are already metabolically unwell, if you are unfit, if you are unhealthy starting off, you are going to have a much more difficult time recovering from an illness. And I don't think that's just COVID. I think that is kind of across the board. If you are sick, more sick in the beginning, you're going to have a way harder time to get out of illness. If you start out really healthy or fit even, metabolically fit and and healthy and you have good BMI and glucose, resting blu- uh, fasting blood glucose and good cholesterol, you are literally, you're hedging yourself against severe illness most likely you will be able to recover faster and better. That's what this uh, data is saying. And, and I think we all kind of know that, right? Yeah, so that's some really scary statistics. Uh, this is from a post. I shared it on my Instagram, 13 bar performance on Instagram. So give them a follow because they posted some really good information. They have a lot of really good information on their page. But basically what I wanted to say was the reason this stuff is happening is because of our lifestyle. The reason this stuff is happening is because of the food that we eat, or if you want to call it food, like food in quotations, these ultra-processed food-like products, this bullshit food that is very, very, very prevalent in our society today, things that are pushed. Um, People shop at gas stations. That's where they get their lunches. That's where they get their breakfasts. Like, you know, you get a honey bun and a Mountain Dew, 
and a couple cookies like and and powdered donuts like that's not a meal none of that is food you shouldn't be eating that shit if you eat it every once in a while and you make a conscious choice to get it that's fine but you cannot be eating that every single day and that's what has gotten us to this point a lack of physical activity a lack of personal responsibility and constant constant advertising marketing and pushing of this food acting as if it's completely harmless when we know without a doubt it is not harmless so i want you guys to be very aware of the gateway drug of junk food because it's it's something that's going to lead you down the road of severe illness and potentially a slow painful death in the long run so uh watch out for the gateway drug of junk food All right, guys, that's the show today. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, share it out. Share some clips for us. Tell somebody about the show and make sure to tune in on Thursday for our episode with Megan. It's a great episode. You're going to love it. All right, guys, until next time, go get uncomfortable.